Hello, welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 95. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, yeah, let's get straight into it, shall we? Because we've got a guest today, Fisher, a special guest. We don't have many guests on our podcast, but we've got one today. So we don't want to keep him waiting, uh, so we'll we'll get him on very shortly. But let's just do our introduction first. Episode 95, we have titled S- uh, Suez Shanty. Said that right, Fisher? Suez Shanty, yes. So obviously plenty of shanty, but there was a ship that crashed in the Suez Canal this week. It's been freed earlier on tonight, though, hasn't it, if you saw? It has, and I made sure that the song reflected that as well. So you gave me the idea for the song, uh, yeah. but didn't write any lyrics and, and didn't record it. And then contributed zero towards material. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I have done the song, and obviously it's uh, your idea going with the um, Sea Shanty song, which is a bit of a, it became a bit of a viral thing, didn't it? What kind of music yeah, is it? Is it a, like oh, an old sailor song or something, um, isn't it? I don't think that's a genre of music at all, honestly, but um, it's obviously... Uh, but is it number one at the moment, the Sea Shanty song? Possibly. Shall I just play it? Yeah, just play it. Just to, be, just to confirm, this version isn't currently number, number one. Yeah. Although some people might say it could go there. So here it is. Yeah. Suez Shanty. There once was a ship in the Suez Canal, and the name of the ship was the Ever Given. The wind blew hard, a bow got stuck, the trying to set the stern free. Now that the trade routes down won't get our sugar or tea or rum, my IKEA delivery's delayed and no toilet paper for my bum. They dug and they tugged to get it dislodged while the world watched on their TV screens. And now there's a massive trade backlog, but they finally got the boat free. Now all the boats can come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. My IKEA delivery's on the way and the toilet paper for my bum. Now all the boats can come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. My IKEA delivery's on the way and the toilet paper for my bum. Is that kind of what you hoped for? Yeah, pretty much, Roland Jimbo. Although <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned, could it get to number one? I'm, I'm looking at that, listening to that, and I'm thinking number two. <laughs> uh, some people would describe that as a number two, I'm sure. Uh, yes. Should we get straight on with the drinks? Uh, yes, of course. What do you want me to go first, or you? Yeah, you go for it. I'm going to message. I'm going to message John. You see, time to give us a call. Okay, no problem. Um, I've, I'm. Back on the familiar, uh, I think I've had this one before, Daily Bread by Abbeydale Brewery. It's quite nice, quite nice. Traditional bitter, 3.8%. And the Abbeydale Brewery that was established in 1996, so 25 years old this year, uh, established in Sheffield. Good on them. It's got, I think, as I mentioned last time, it's got an S on it, made in Sheffield. Wait, da- Daily Bread, did you say that one? Daily Bread, yeah. I haven't tried that um, one yet. It's, have you not? Well, it's, it's more of a bitter, which is why I'm quite keen on it, mm. and I'm, why I'm going to drink it, really. Um, it's got it's got a, a wrapped Moorish bitter finish mm. with subtle sweetness. So yeah, should be good. Very I'll good. Be, uh, I'll be looking forward to it as well. Yeah. Um, so I've got a Sheffield one as well. Um, this one is from my favourite new brewery um, in South Yorkshire, and it is Little. Is it, can, I get, can I guess which yeah. one it is? Go on. Is it Little Critters? It's it, it's a little Little Critters are fairly new, but they're not that new in comparison. Oh, okay. It's Little Mesters. So, and I do like Little Critters, by the way, but Little Mesters Brewing, um, they, I've, I've tasted quite a few, oh, I've tasted quite a few of their beers now, and they've all been absolutely spot on. That will probably John messaging me to say is on his way. Um, but anyway, they've all been brilliant, and this one in particular is a collaboration drink between, uh, Max and Sweets and Yorkshire Mester, uh, and Yo- Little Mesters, sorry. Have you ever had Max and Sweets before? Also Sheffield uh, Brand. 
I haven't. I don't think I. I don't think. Yeah, I, I haven't had maximum sweets before. Yeah. Can I just say as well, actually, you know that noise that we had about thirty seconds ago? Yeah. Really loud thing. Sometimes I'm listening to this podcast, listen to it in bed, and I start like drifting off. And whenever we get one of those loud noises, it always wakes me up. So if you can go back and edit it out, that'd be much appreciated. Well, no, that's exactly what it's for. It's for keeping people awake. Um, but yeah, Mac, Mac, and it's Yorkshire mixture because that's the sweets. That's their sort of um, well-known sweets from Maxon's Yorkshire mixture. So mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, and it's a session IPA, 4%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Mesters are based at Meadowhead, the Meadowhead area. And they're a very brave uh, little business because they've started up during the pandemic. So they actually started mm-hmm. in the middle of the pandemic and they're doing really, really well. So uh, fair play to them. I've tried their lager, original lager, their pale, I think it was, uh, a juicy IPA and their DDH IPA, double dry hopped, if you weren't sure what that is for sure. Um, very nice, all very good. Uh, so yeah, um, we'll enjoy this. Do you want to do a bit of breaking news just while we're... Hold on a minute. Uh, just while we're waiting for John to get in touch. Uh, yeah, I mean, what's your breaking news? Because I'll be honest, I've got nothing. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm continuing to build my bar. Well, I just sent you a picture of it earlier. And I've, I've put some wood panelling on it as well to make it look uh, very very feature-like. So you, you'll be hoping to... Well, you, you can already start using the bar, even though it's not quite ready, haven't you? Very tempting That's to it, do that. Basically, yeah. Yeah, propping it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can have customers, to, well, sort of, to your bar, can't you? You can bring them drinks from the bar into yeah. your garden. Yeah, they'd have to sit outside. Yeah. Might have to take the roof off the conservatory to allow people to <laughs> Um but for me, I've uh, you know, I've got my staff t shirt on of the Ale and Audio pub. Landlord, dear me. Landlord. Well it's a busy job, you know, I have to change keep my lines clean and everything. And they've even have got, got a bit the of... one on it that says customer yeah. seller man. Yeah. I've got a different t shirt for finger. different t shirt for how I feel. So if I'm if I'm drinking in there I'll put my customer t shirt on. And so on. Uh, just to, uh, this is a good point. Uh, just while you tell us about any more amazing breaking news that you've got, if you can think of any, I'm just going to take a picture of my beer because I have to remember to do this because I always forget when we're podcasting. I like yeah. to share uh, the beers. That, so let's have, you got, have you got a QR code on your sleeve? I have, yeah. Okay. So we've got John's joined us. Is, is he joined us? Here we go. Yeah. Let me let me get him in then. One second. Here we go. Is he going to appear? I can't see him yet. Can you see him? I can see him, yeah. Oh, I can't see him yet. So let me. Uh... John, if you... can you see us and hear us? <laughs> I can see you. I can hear you as well. Okay. Great. Well, I can't hear. You... We can't see you yet, John. But I'm working on it. Uh, I know Fisher can, but the listeners can't. So just give me two seconds while I, I try and just find like where a, you are. A mystery voice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, Jimbo. The fact that a listener can't see someone is nothing new, is it? <laughs> Give me a second, right? Okay. All I've got is we've got a blue S. Maybe we can only have th- two people on or something like that. Should we? We could just keep it as the S, to be fair, if we needed to. But I can't. I can't seem to get you on, John, for some reason. We tested it earlier. It was. He was up and running, and he was here. Um, but as long as we can hear you, I think that's the main thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Let's have a look. See what happens. Active speaker. No. You've got the Skype logo there. Oh, now, now talk, John. Hi. Hello. Yeah, you're not coming through. Never mind, but I can still hear you. It's fine. Uh, so, John, I'm going to leave you as a, as a letter S, if that's okay, just so that we know that there is somebody here with us. Um, you are from the Discustomer Service podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so me and my friend have uh, started a new podcast. Um, it is based on our times when we worked in retail and call centers so when you work with customers you get a load of brilliant stories um and now we no longer work in that area we're kind of allowed to talk about it um 
and we like to talk about our experiences and get the experiences of the everyone else as well who's listening because some of ours aren't actually that good but the ones that we've got sent in are brilliant uh, are we able to have an example from a previous episode yeah so a couple of weeks ago we had a customer who worked in a supermarket turned up and they handed over a half-eaten banana in a sandwich bag and they asked for a refund on it a single banana and the person were like well it's you've you've eaten half of it to start with um it went a bit further on and they described it as a woody taste um and they then wanted it sending off to hq labs at this particular supermarket for analysis just to see if it's a banana or not <laughs> so that that sort of stuff you know the the kind of things that you yeah think, yeah is that really a thing that someone suggested what's what this what you mean like what, what sorry what just repeat just repeat what you just said then sorry so like the a customer suggesting mm. that it needs sending off for testing and they want to and they didn't send it off um, no it never got sent off it just got binned brilliant so you you've only started up haven't you about what you're three episodes in now is it two or three episodes yeah in? third episode went out today Three. Is that all? Three episodes? We've done 95 here. We, we, we were podcasting before podcasting was even popular. <laughs> and we're still not popular. Yeah. It might catch on one of these days. We've only been doing it for eight years. <laughs> Nine, something like that. Nine years. Um, so so the stories you've been getting through already then, um, they seem to be coming in thick and faster that you've got some good stories for the future episodes. Yeah, we've got a bit of a backlog of uh, stories that have come in. So we've dealt with, in the past, uh, returns. We have looked at that one customer that everyone sort of knows about. Because whenever you work in that sort of industry, you always get the person who, who like, oh, it's that customer, that one. Oh, look, there he is. Um, yeah. and... in, in his landlord T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and anything, anything spring to mind for you, Fisher? Because you used to work in a supermarket, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I worked in Morrison's for about four years. Well, oh, sorry, I, I, I worked in a Yorkshire-based supermarket that uh, may have originally come from Bradford. Not, I'll not name them, but yeah, Morrison's basically for four years. Anything, yeah, I, I can't think of anything that really screamed out of the top of my head. Um, although no doubt when I think about it, there will be a couple of stories that I will no doubt let you know about uh, John as and when. They're the um, sort of things you you have to have a think about it, I think, and then yeah. when you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, can you remember that? Uh, well, I, I suppose it's not really customer service related, but there was one occasion when uh, we were working in the supermarket and we were told everyone just had to leave the shop because next door there was a some kind of industrial warehouse and they were doing a stock take and apparently they'd found some kind of substance and opened it and it turned out that some kind of acid had all crystallised and they wondered whether or not it was about to blow up, so they had to get the local police and bomb disposal people in, kind of completely and utterly <laughs> evacuate the area, and have to tell people, look, you're just going to leave your trolleys, exit the store. All the members of staff had to go and stand in the car park. All the customers were told, just leave your stuff where it is. But trying to get people out of the shop, it would, towards the end of doing their shopping, having loaded things into their, into their trolley for about 45 minutes or so, <laughs> and it was, really sorry, you're going to have to go. Well, I don't want to. Well, you can't pay for it because we're not here. You're going to have to leave because the police are telling us you've got to leave. Um, and yeah, well, people shopping was far more important month. than a potential explosion. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you won't you won't want to die in an explosion without having had a chance to uh, buy some new frozen chips and all that sort of stuff. It was uh, critically important stuff, clearly. Hmm. That's it. I think sometimes when you deal with um, customers, they they sort of say things, and you have to think and sort of 
double check that's actually what they said. And you're yeah. trying to explain that the the whole shop's been evacuated, and they're like, "Yeah, but I need to finish my shopping." Yeah. What happens if someone texts it? Yeah, but the whole shop might blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and the surrounding area as well. Yeah. What what might be a good idea, John, is a celebrity version where you you ask. I don't know if you've maybe got this on the radar already, but ask for people to get in touch with which celebrities have they uh, served in the past. Maybe yeah, we could do like a guess who. Mm. That's a very good idea. I saw in Superdrug the other day. Yeah. (laughs) What were they buying? All that kind of stuff. (laughs) Uh, So you've got a quiz for us, haven't you, John? And I think it's based on customer service sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I've tried my best to put um, together some customer service facts. Um, I mean, there's not that many out there, but I've uh, managed to get together 10 questions. So some of them are multiple choice. Some of them are sort of finger in the air, guess a number um, sort of thing. Cool. So whenever you're ready. Yeah, well, me and Fisher are going to yeah, use right. our phones to sort of like, you know, like draw the answers and then hold them up to the screen like that, yeah. yeah. I better not do that because you can just see in the uh, reflection on my screen yeah, so we, we can um, all the questions I'm about to ask you. We, can, round, we can hold our answers up to the screen like so. Um, oh, so, sorry. What's that? There we go. It's, mine's zoomed it's a lot in more, now, A lot more high-tech than we normally have. We've normally got pen and paper, yeah. me and Kirsten. Yeah. If ever he has to draw anything, you got to you got you, you have to draw oh. it. Don't you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll stick with A, B, and C, sit- shall we, or, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you sit there, John, drawing out uh, on an extra sketch because the two dials slowly getting the image to come up. And, yeah. yeah. So, uh, question one then: A report released in 2019 suggested that Brits will spend an average of 6.7 years of their lives just waiting around, but. According to the same report, how much of our lives is spent on hold? A, 2.4 months, B, 3.9 months, or C, 4.5 months? Well, we've been on hold for a full year now, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, a bit about being spending 6.0 many years, it is um, just wasting time. I mean, that was just spent last year, wasn't it? I think? <laughs> yeah, feels like it, doesn't it? Uh, okay. So how much of our lives is spent on hold? A, 2.4 months, B, 3.9 months, or C, 4.5 months. Okay. Ready for his answers, Fisher? Yeah. Oops. Mine keeps disappearing. There we go. I'm going to say A. Oh. It was C, 4.5 months. Yes. Last time we oh, attempted this uh, this sort of quiz where we get someone else on to do as a quiz, we drew, didn't we, Fisher? Um, no, we didn't. We just wrote the answers down. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, we drew. So we're hoping to find a winner today. So I'm in the lead, 1-0. (laughs) Question two. When you are asked in a survey after you've been on with customer service to score something on a scale of of 0 to 10, for example, on a scale of 0 to 10, how likely are you recommend... How likely are you to recommend us to a friend? What do you think the good score starts at? Is it 7 out of 10, 9 out of 10, or 10 out of 10? So what's... You might just have to explain this one a bit more to me. So that the so like when when you come so at the end of you've been dealing with someone on the phone or something like that, and you get the survey sent through. So yeah, what the what is it? That, so a good is like which rate, which number basically? Yeah. So um, at the end of like dealing with a call center, you'll get a a survey sent through sometimes, and um, the question tends to be. On a scale of 0 to 10, how likely are you to recommend us to a friend? It's something called Net Promoter Score, mm. um, if you're into your call center scoring systems. Um, and that has three categories. So it has uh, a detractors, 
which is people that are going to take away from your brand. You don't want them talking about your brand. You have passives and then you have promoters. That's a, a good score. So where do you think the good score starts? At 7 out of 10, 9 out of 10, or 10 out of 10? Okay. This yeah, time... I've, I've got my answer. I'm locked yeah. in. Are we going? Yep. Here we are then. I guess I'm saying, well, yeah, B, 9 out of 10. B, yep. Both of you are right on that. Well, Fisher went for Fisher went for for um for, for number nine. Yeah. Is that what you put? Did you put nine? I put nine. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I thought you'd done an upside down B. <laughs> All right. Just uh, trying to claim it. Yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. put B. Um, right. Question three then. How many people in Britain worked in call centres in 2020 to the nearest 100,000? Mm. And this is just an open-ended question. Yeah, so nearest nearest hundred thousand was that? Sorry. Yeah, I reckon closest wins. Yeah. See, because there's all sorts of different calls. Like what I might imagine as a call centre or working in a call centre, like it's pretty much just pure call centre. But then actually, there's a lot of businesses and organisations who have call centres within them that might be classed as a call centre. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hmm. I yeah. think on this we're talking pure call centres, right? Not like a bit of a like a shop where. Uh, customer service area sort of thing yeah okay right i think i'm ready yeah i've got an answer i don't know i don't have no idea how close it is or whether i'm any good on this or not let's let's find out ready here we, we go jimbo yeah what we got man keeps twisting around for some reason but mine says 1.2 million and uh it's it's 3.2 million it's 3.2 but it keeps twisting the answer is 1.3 million <sighs> that's really close that picture. yeah Thank you very much. Um, that is complete enough to guesswork. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know where I plucked that number from. I just thought that maybe, yeah, one in every fifty people working a call centre in the UK ish. That's, that's not. Is that right? I think it's a good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was a bit of a bit of a bit of a punt. I'd, I'd be interested to see what the what the answer was if you asked that question twenty years ago, um, yeah. and, and what the growth is of call centres. It does seem to be a very popular industry nowadays, just doing but, service. But could it have could things. it have grown or shrank? Because obviously, a lot of them call centres have been moved abroad, haven't they? So it could potentially. All right, all right, steady on. Yeah, okay. I know. I know what your thoughts are on that sort of stuff, Jim. No. Honestly, um... I don't start going down. But I'm just saying that that's the truth, though, isn't it? So it, it could have shrank. It could have grown. I, I mean, now emails come in as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, online it? online bots and all that. Mm. Years ago, though, everyone had actual jobs where they made stuff as opposed to answering telephones, didn't they? So, mm. Including people who made telephones, for example. That was probably a prominent industry. You know the people who operate the sort of online chat bot things? Like, when they're on the internet, do they actually have to put, yes, I am a robot, if they get asked? I don't know. I think, I think <laughs> some of them are robots, but do you think sometimes there's people just pretending to be robots? Yeah, could be. Yeah. Just to, just to be annoying. Like, like, yeah, you could you could work in customer service on one of those chat line things on on the online systems, and you could purposely pre- pretend to be a robot to frustrate people. I know, I know someone, John, who, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to say who this person was, but I, I know that they used to work in a call center, and if they had a customer who they didn't particularly like, it was quite difficult. They used to transfer them through to the fax machine. <laughs> uh, so I'll just try and say it through to a colleague and then put the fax machine the extension number in it and speak to the fax machine instead so that's a, a good a tip that I would recommend anyone does who uh, is dealing with difficult customers I've heard Obviously, stories of uh, plenty of random transfers accidentally happening in my time yeah so there we go I'm not sure how accidental a lot of them <laughs> are though right question four then 
So when you are uh, calling a call center and you're given the options, for example, press one for billing, press two for customer service, uh, the shortened version of this is IVR. But what does the R stand for? It's interactive voice. What's the R? Mm. Okay. How are my questions, by the way? Am I am I doing all right at questions? Very good. Uh, very good. It's two all, and you know, a sign of a good quiz is one where people score evenly on it. So. I'm thinking of getting a part-time job writing questions for the chase. <laughs> that'd, that'd be get, very get, get on Pointless. We might be appearing on it one time. We have applied for Pointless. Uh, I did say that Tipping Point were uh, looking for applicants as well the other day, so you could get a team together for that as well. Sounds good. Everyone knows how to play them slot machines, apart from the people on Tipping Point, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'll tell you what, that must be a tough job. The person has to stand inside that machine and push it backwards and forwards all the time. <laughs> thing is, it's it'd be better, tipping point to be better if you could win junk on it. You know, like, like like they have like like random beads and watches and like little plastic toys and stuff like they do in the slot machines or whatever they are. Yeah, and sweets that are really chewy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Key rings with the rock on it or whatever. Yeah. And someone running in and giving it a kick. <laughs> so, are we ready, Fisher? Yeah. My answer: recognition. Recognition. Good word. I've gone for redirection. Redirection. Uh, mm. It was actually response. Oh. It's interactive voice response. Nilpois. I mm. thought you were going to go for robot because oh, yeah. of the previous talk about robots. No, I think you're overestimating that. Is there an all honesty job? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question number five. Then I used to work for a mobile phone company, but what year was the first iPhone released? Was it A two thousand and seven, B two thousand and eight, or C two thousand and six? So what were the options again then? Sorry. Uh, so 2000... it was A two thousand and seven, B two thousand and eight, or C two thousand and six. And that's what year was the first iPhone released? Mm. I had to look it up myself. Yeah. They're all after we left yeah. school, aren't they, there, Fisher? Because I remember iPods were around when we were at school because um, some people were getting things like MP3 players and iPods, and there was one. Yeah. There was one. One of our friends, Fisher, CJ, um, he had. He still had the uh, CD Walkman tucked into his uh, his coat. And uh, what I used to do is when he was listening to his music, probably Eminem or something at the time, I used to give it a thump, <laughs> make a CD skip. <laughs> Bit cruel. Yeah. Yeah, and I think TD Walkmans had like anti-shock things in it, so it could, otherwise if you're out running with it, yeah. I ever either had a Walkman or went running, it just bounced all right and you couldn't listen to anything, so there were certain ones that had like got some kind of shock absorbers mm. inside them, apparently. There we go. So, um, right, are you ready, Jimbo? Yeah, I'm going. So what have you got? 2006. Oh, I'm going 2008. Oh, wait, we're in the middle, it was 2007. Oh. No points. Points again. It's still 2-2, two, two, isn't it? Yeah, I remember someone showing me one in 2009, and I, I couldn't remember whether it had just come out or whether it was before that. I know it been one of the one of the fancy ones by then. No, I remember it being... Someone actually, a few years ago, gave me, or kind of bought in to show me one of the older iPhones, the sort of iPhone 3G, maybe, or something like that, and it was massive. You don't realise how modern and how sleek the new ones are, really, compared to the first models. Yeah, I think they're. Um, I think phones are getting. They, they went to a point where they got smaller, didn't they? Everything was getting smaller, and now they're yeah. getting bigger again. Hmm. Yeah, it amazes me that obviously it makes you wonder that if you're buying an iPad, it's so much cheaper than an iPhone. Hmm. So what is it that you're paying for in an iPhone that is actually worth all that extra money, or are you just being conned a little bit? I don't know. Who knows? Question uh, number six then. Which released a study recently 
Um, Halifax, the bank, got 70% on their, what, which called customer score. But can you rate these five other banks based on where you think they came on their customer score? So we have RBS, Barclays, Starling Bank, a fancy one, NatWest, and TSB. So which released a study? Halifax got 70% on their customer score, but can you rank these five banks? This question could be rank the bank. Yeah. Uh, RBS, Barclays, Starling, NatWest, and TSB. Hmm. So you've got to write down on your small screen. Rank the bank, or how is this bank? (laughs) If you're ranking them the other way around, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, can you just read out the options again? Um, Yeah, so we've got RBS, Barclays, Starling, NatWest, and TSB. So, do you uh, do you want them in the order of the good scores down or the yeah best yeah. to worst? I think. Best to worst. Okay, right. Ooh. Okay. Can't. I've managed to spell TSB wrong. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be able to read mine, so you just have to trust my answers. Um. I'm I'm locked in. Okay. One second. Um. You're getting quite pixelated here, by the way, Jimbo. I don't know if it's the same, same for you, John, that you can see Jimbo sort of flashing around. And, yeah. Yeah. It is a bit. Mm. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Just That's all right, some then. kind of weird, strange ghost thing. And sort it's like a bit like he's got, got disco effect on. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So shall, I, shall we give us answers? Go on, then. So I, we got? I'll go with mine first, shall I? And then Fisher can read his theories yeah. out. I reckon that the, the one that I've not heard of was probably first. And I think... Uh, it's because maybe it's a small bank, but it uh, it really looks after its small customer base. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, I put then TSB next, uh, then I put uh, RBS, then I put I put NatWest last, and then well, I can't remember what the other one was in the middle before that. Was it Barclays? Did you say Barclays? Yeah, uh, we had Barclays. Yeah, so yeah. I put Barclays yeah. four, NatWest five. So it goes oh. Starling. Starling is that right? Yeah. Starling, TSB, RBS, Barclays, NatWest. NatWest okay. be the worst. So I'll, I'll go with mine. I've got, similarly, I've got to, I've got Starling first as well, um, just on the basis that I sort of thought that they're, they're a challenger bank like Monzo and a couple of other things, so they may be yeah. a bit more modern, maybe offer you a slightly better customer service. Um, Barclays second, not too sure. Like, uh, TSB, I've put that third. They're relatively new, maybe trying to rebuild a little bit of their reputation. NetWest, I've put them fourth, partly because they're part of the RBS group. Um, we don't have a particularly good reputation. I thought RBS last just because, well, it's RBS in it, so, you know. I mean, okay, well, I'll give you a point. A lot of annoyed taxpayers. I'll give you a point for each that you got right. So, we had Starling first, um, and then second, we had NetWest. Third was Barclays. Fourth was TSB. And fifth was RBS. So, I think... I've got, um, I've got two there. I think I only yeah. had one. So, I've got... And correct me if I'm wrong, I've got Jimbo on three and Fisher on four at the minute. Yeah, I've, right got, to I've, me. I've got that as well. Good of course he has. Moving on then, question seven. A bit of a mathsy one. So if Jimbo works for a bank and he takes on average five minutes to do a call, he works his standard nine while five shift with a 30-minute break, how many calls can Jimbo take in a day? I don't like this kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my my mind just goes. Um, maths here, yeah, so. my mind just goes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, so I take my call takes five minutes. 
five minutes to do a call. That's quite a long call time, actually. Yeah, and I get... You're getting told off. I, I get half an hour break in a seven-hour day. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, in no. your nine-to-five shift. I get only half an hour break? Yeah, only no, half dinner. an hour. No dinner? No, we're not allowing that. Okay. I'll have to have my dinner in my break then. I'm really not thinking of it. <laughs> You're thinking about how, yeah, how much I, you could eat in I'm half trying to think, hour. yeah, when, when am I going to have my lunch rather than actually solving the question? <laughs> oh, so, okay. And I'm really hoping that my maths are okay because I'm not that, <laughs> not that great at maths. Thank you. I mean, if it's a five-minute call with Jim Barman, I can't imagine the customer's actually going to have a chance to say much in all honesty, but that's a different different story entirely, isn't it? Do you think he'd be, like, spending three minutes recommending his podcasts and stuff? Yeah. What's your favourite kind of uh, ale, anyway? I mean, uh, have you, there's this brewery in Sheffield. They're really good. I really recommend them. Are you allowed a calculator? <laughs> no. Oh. It is where I see whether I've got value for my ale. I've maths. Better get it wrong now as well. I'm, I'm really hoping that I've got it right. And if it's wrong, please tell me. Okay, I'm, I've got my answer, I think. But it's, it's not going to be right. I'm going to go with, with um, you can you can, you can can do 72 calls. Okay. I'm, I'm, I think it's 90. I got 90. So that means that my maths is all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're both terrible at maths. Could be. I mean, I'll be honest, it did take me a lot longer to work that out than it should have done. But um, I used to be good at maths. I was, again, I was still too busy thinking about when I could have my dinner and what I was going to have. <laughs> Okay, so um, a bit of a fact that I found out. In 2020, how many people had access to the internet? Closest wins in the UK. So in 2020 in the UK, how many people had access to the internet? That's not not a a landline in their house, I don't think. I think it's just how many people could access the internet. Hmm. So it could be, yeah, yeah, because they might not have broadband, but they could access the internet in other ways. Um... (laughs) Okay. We've got numbers. Yeah. What we've got uh, then? Well, I, I'm I'm going the the fact that population's what sixty five to seventy million is it something now? Okay. Uh, in Britain, you said by the way, didn't you? Uh, the UK. Yeah. So yeah. I, I reckon it's not as high as you'd think, uh, and I reckon it's maybe about forty million. Okay. Uh, I think it's higher than that. I think I I sort of tried to answer the question: how many people in the UK don't have access to the internet? Um, so which I think may be about, I think it's not that many, I think you're sort of talking about a lot of seriously older people who've never kind of caught them with technology. So I've gone for 61 million who, who do have access to the internet. Yeah. So it's 62.1 million, apparently, that had access to the internet in 2020. He's running away with it. Uh, Fisher gets the point again. Is that all your questions as well? Uh, we've got two left. So oh, no, I can still catch up. Can you, can you claw it back? No, I don't think so. Don't think so, no. <laughs> If, we can do it for if, uh, we can do it anyway if, if you want. The if, there's any, if, if there's any more maths based questions, you might tell me now and I'll I'll, I'll go make a brew. You'll boot me <laughs> off, will you? Yeah. The, um, the next the last two are just multiple choice, so okay. you've got a chance to win some points back. So, <laughs> in quarter three of 2020, Ofcom released a report of complaints data. What was the average number of complaints per 100,000 customers for broadband? Uh, sorry, 26 is A, 15 is B, and 72 is C. So per 100,000 customers, how many were complaining? Yeah. That's, That's right, yeah. So oh, per 100,000 customers, how many complaints did Ofcom receive? 26 for A, uh, B is 15, or C is 72. Okay, I'm locked in. We've got answers. Yep. Mm. Ready for ship? Yeah, ready. I'm 
also going A. Yep, A. It's lower than you thought. It's actually 15. 15 so 100,000 customers. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that. Yeah. I needed that. Mm. Is, the last question, question. is the last question worth three? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to bother answering because I've won anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the same report, Ofcom released data around landline and mobile complaints as well. For landlines, the average number of complaints was nine per 100,000. But what was the average number of complaints per 100,000 for mobile? A, 4, B, 2, or C, 10? So for, for landlines, the average number of complaints was 9 per 100,000 customers. But what was the average complaints per 100,000 customers for mobiles? A, 4, B, 2, or C, 10? I was expecting higher numbers than that one, maybe. Because, I was as well for because, mobiles. Yeah, because you thought they'd have been complaining about the about their internet on the mobiles rather than you know what I mean. Because obviously landlines just make you call, don't you? That's all you do really. Um, so yeah, let's go. What we got? I'm going to go ten. Ten. Okay. Again, but anyway, I'm going to go with my favourite piece of paper. I'm going to go A four. It was A four. Shocking. So more yeah, people I'm were complaining about the landlines per hundred thousand than than yes. the mobiles. Do you think maybe it's because they're accessing different ways of complaining on the mobile. I was trying to think about this when I mm. when I thought the only thing I could think of is maybe they're complaining about the broadband but it's caused by the landline maybe. That's the only mm. thought sort of thing that I could think of. Perhaps it's perhaps it's generally older people who've got a lot more time on their hands so they can go through with these complaints. Perhaps the younger yeah, generation just don't have the sort of persistence to actually properly complain about stuff. Me and Kirsten were talking about letters because um, one of the official complaints methods, you have to escalate it right in a letter, and I think mm. most people can't be bothered to do that. So yeah. I think it just kind of disappears, most complaints. Mm. I think so, yeah. So that's it then. buy your silence something. I enjoy quiz, Jimbo. I reckon you've got three points, and uh, Fisher, I think you've got seven. Thank you very much. Very well, what, a, what a brilliant quiz, John. I, I was... To be honest, I was going to say it was absolutely terrible. I hated it, just as a way of complaining to give yeah. you some more material for your next podcast. Yeah. But because I've won, I can only say that it was a brilliant quiz and uh, well thought out, so thank you very much. Well, because, you, uh, because I, I'm going to be writing an actual letter to you, John, to complain, so yeah. uh, to keep up the letters, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it'll only send it via email. Yeah, please uh, put it, it on an email for me. Yeah. Actually, it'll probably just ring you up and read the letter out, so it just counts as a phone call correspondence. <laughs> Um, when when are, when are you uh, on? You've got a, do you have episodes out on Mondays? Is that right? Yeah, we release uh, a new episode every Monday. So we are currently on episode three, which is uh, "I will see you in court," uh, where customers have given us some brilliant threats, such as "I'm taking you to court," not the company you work for, you personally. <laughs> um, so we've got the joys of talking about that this week. How long do your podcasts tend to last, John? About half an hour. Oh, yeah. We started on that, but uh, within a bit, we got up to about an hour and 45 minutes of rambling. So, um, yeah. <laughs> good luck if you can keep it to about half an hour is all I would say. Yeah, I... we try We try to keep it under half an hour because after half an hour, we sort of, like you say, get a bit rambly. I mean, we spent about 15 minutes um, when we were recording this last episode talking about PlayStation 2s. Mm. And we were sort of not really relevant. It, we, I reckon after you've done, you know, you've got up to the kind of 100 episodes mark, which we're approaching... I reckon at least in seventy my my mum will have uh, inadvertently featured in about seventy percent of those episodes because of how much she complains. Um, she's the absolute serial complainer. She'd probably listen to this and she'll complain about it after, um, or during. 
don't know, but I'll just give her a robot, robotic response. But um, she 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 will she she generally tends to get everything for nothing because she complains about everything. So uh, the chances are, whether or not you know it, most of the complaint things you'll be getting come come through to your episodes will probably be my mum. If you can provide a list of shops that she goes to, yeah, um, and then I can approach the staff directly just <laughs> to cut out yeah. them, I'm having to listen. Well, that'd be brilliant. It's it's American golf. It's uh, that would, <laughs> I mean, the private joke between me and Fisher there. Cause, uh, my mum once got well during COVID. She was she's a police officer, and uh, she uh, she uh, stupidly was in a house playing crazy golf when she went to check on somebody. And obviously they filmed it and so on. But anyway, she complained about that, obviously. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much, John. It's been good. All right. And we will yep. make sure that uh, everybody checks you out on a on a Monday. So there's a new episode for you to listen to right now. But if it's the first time you've you've heard of this, you've got three episodes. You can have a, like a binge listen. So go for it. And spend an hour of your an hour and a half of your life listening to me. And you're in yeah. all the usual places as well, aren't you? Yeah, all the all the places. Everywhere you could think of. Yeah, as it says nowadays, wherever you normally get your podcasts from, because there's that many different places that no one can be bothered to. Again, no one can be bothered to list them all out. <laughs> yeah, no one can be physically bothered to write them all down. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they've just gone round and sort of gone? Where do you listen to your podcasts? Yeah, we're on there. What yeah. about you? Yeah, on there as well. Yeah. That's that questions had to happen for them to go. Just wherever you get your podcasts, wherever, anywhere. Yeah. So what, what was that? You, you're not in the 62.1 million people that have the internet. Well, I'll just verbally come round to your house and speak it all to you, if that's okay. <laughs> I'll shout it through your letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank right. you very much, I'll John. I'll see you later, then. Take thank care. Thank you very much, John. Bye. Take Big thanks to John. I really enjoyed that. I like it when we have a bit of a quiz against each other. I like it more yeah, when so I've got really a deep, some sort of chance of winning. But uh, anyway, never mind. Uh, Fisher, you've your show yeah. and tell. Yeah, I mean, I can't really notice that I'm doing both the show and tell and the quiz later on. And you seem to have outsourced your quiz to someone else. After last week, you got someone else to do the show and tell. I mean, what are you, I mean, Look, what are you doing at the moment? No, I had to make sure that I got it set up working so that we could broadcast, we could hear each other, we could see each other. Admittedly, I got part of that wrong because we couldn't see. Could you see, John? Could you actually see his face? I could see his face, yeah. See, I couldn't see his face, even on my Skype. Very unusual. So I I haven't seen John. I saw him earlier when we were setting it up, but for some reason I I couldn't see him, and I'm not 100% sure why. So I don't know. I don't know. Might have been some sort of setting or something. I could see his initials, but uh, never mind. Go on then, Fisher. You've got a show and tell. It's time for show and tell. Uh, Can you see this? Uh, it, it, it looks like some sort of jumper. It's a red hooded top. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. What happened? What happened there? Uh, did you hit? Did you hit something with your with your keyboard? I may, I may have. I don't think so, but I may have accidentally uh, kicked myself out of that meeting. That looks like what might have happened. Um, but anyway, we've got you back up and running. So continue. Okay. <laughs> Amusingly, I now can't see you. Right. Well, there we go. You can hear me though, um... can't you? I can hear you, yeah, but it's a bit weird. This not being able to see you. Um, <laughs> it's in the joys of technology. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all blurred on the background as well. Um, take my background blur off, so I can't see you. But never mind, Jimba. So this is this this is it. It's a it's a jumper. 
Mm-hmm. It's a red hooded Give, Stop waving it around in front of your computer. Yeah, that's, that did for us last time. I don't think I, I, don't think I touched anything that knocked it off. Um, but anyway, if I... Yeah, I'm just going to check. Have we checked the live stream to make sure we're both still there? Possibly, possibly not. But we're still recording, aren't we? So just uh, we'll just go with it for sure. We're all right. All right, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Anyway, um, it is this red hooded top that I've just chucked down on the side to make sure that it doesn't um, doesn't kick us out of the meeting again. Um, so what is significant about this red hooded top? Is it that when I bought... Uh, well, do you recognise that red hooded top, by the way? Will you just be careful? Yeah. Uh, I don't recognise it. It's got some American okay, writing. It's got some American writing on it. Yeah, it says on it. Uh, uh, I, know, I know it's English writing, but it looks very American yeah. style hoodie. UCLA, Los Angeles, California. I think it's University of California, Los Angeles. Okay. Um, so is it that when I bought this, I was in a queue behind Chris Gascoigne, who plays Peter Barlow in Coronation Street, or is it that this isn't mine at all? It's my wife's hooded top, and I wore it for the podcast last week just because in episode 93 you made an accusation that I'd worn my wife's top when I hadn't. So I decided <laughs> in episode 94 to wear one of my wife's tops and then use it as a show it item in episode 95. <laughs> so, you were, so, so that's why you were asking me if I recognised it? Uh, yes, and whichever way, I did wear it in the podcast last week. So... So the first one is it's, it's your wife's and you wore it last week. Uh, well, yeah. One of them is it's it's there's not much of a story to it, but it is my wife's and I wore it last week just to get my own back on you for accusing me of wearing my wife's top when I wasn't wearing my wife's top. <laughs> or the second one is that when I bought this sort of top, as I say, and I did wear it in the podcast last week, but I did I, after wearing it in the podcast last week, it reminded me that when I bought it, I was in a queue behind uh, the actor who plays um, Peter Barlow. In Coronation Street, mm. called Chris Gascoigne. Is he? Is is Peter Barlow? This is uh, really not going to help me get an answer here. But is he still uh, alive in Coronation Street? I believe so. I saw. I don't watch Coronation Street. Um, I probably stopped watching Coronation Street about fifteen years ago. Uh, he was in it then. I've still seen him on adverts recently. I think he might be a bit of a baddie nowadays. Oh, so you think he's still in Coronation Street then? Yeah, I believe he's still in it, because I'm sure I've seen him on a couple of adverts. Can I, I'm just Googling so I can have a look at him. Is that all right? Um, uh, yeah, well, I, did, I think that's a bit unfair. Bear in mind, I can't even see you that you're what, now Googling to look at other people's faces. But yeah. Was was Fisher behind Peter Barlow in a queue? In, <laughs> no, it's funny enough that's not come up. Uh, no, I, that, that's, who I, that's who I thought it was. So, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. So, wh- where where was you again, buying this jumper? I was in a queue. Whereabouts was it a queue? Uh, it was in TK Maxx in Manchester's Arndale Centre. Ah, you've mentioned this one before. Have uh, well, yeah, I? Mentioned the, the Arndale Centre, you've mentioned before in I, previous I, show I mentioned tells. the Arndale Centre, yeah. yeah. I mentioned, um, well, that is the centre where I slipped on some child's sick <laughs> time. And also, um, it wasn't the location where I got stopped um, for having... Uh, stopped because people, the, the police were searching for someone matching my own description. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. No, but you did slip on some child sick. I did slip on some child sick. What I think was child sick. Was it the same? Do you think it was the same time as you bought this this jumper? Were uh, you buying? Were you no. buying this jumper because you'd slipped in child sick and you needed some replacement um, no. uniform um, wear or whatever? No. And it wasn't a child sick. The actor who played Peter Barlow's mm. sick. Okay. No. Um, 
no, so it was, it, there, there were two very separate occasions. When, the way I used to walk home invariably involved walking through the Armdale Centre in Manchester. So there are a couple of things that in my lifetime have happened in there. Can you look at the label and uh, read out the sign, please? The The size on it. Small ladies. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do, uh, you see. Um, medium. Okay. But then again, I think, uh, people, you know, whether... It's it, you know, UCLA. And we think with, with hoodies like this, ladies just tend to buy men's hoodies anyway, don't they? Because they're comfy, aren't they? So they're big and comfy and can chill out in them and not necessarily for doing anything special, just for hanging about in, aren't they? Why did you buy... Why did yeah, you, it's, okay, if it's if it's you bought that hoodie, why did you like that hoodie in particular? Why, why are we buying a hoodie? Um... I quite like the colour of it, quite like the red colour. I tend to have got quite a lot of blue clothes, so which I, I, don't, I don't know, it's just because it's more of a bloke's colour, so to speak, as the traditionalist sort of sometimes says. Um, but also, because I've got quite a lot of blue clothes, I've tried actually buy some clothes that aren't blue. So I quite like the colour of that, the red, it's got the logo in the middle of it. Um, I was just after a bit of hood top. Um, it was after I'd finished university, so a lot of the clothes that I got at the time had got sort of university details on it and you um, and you'd grown out of I went them. to sorry what was that Jim? And, you, and you'd grown out of them I'd, uh, well no I'd, I'm, i still sort of fit into most of my university clothes to be fair um i'd grow i'd grown out of a lot of them no i'm not grown out of a lot of them but i i didn't want to wear the old sort of university things that made me look like a student but i did quite like the fact on this that the brand of it was the university of california los angeles so it was kind of not a university top, but it is like a university top, but it's like a branded university thing that is mm. just a popular mic. It's one thing that I quite liked about it. I sort of like the colour, and I was uh, I was living on my own in the flat at the time. Yeah, I've never bothered putting the eating on, so it's nice to have a couple of warm jumpers, really. Cheapskate. What's uh, wrong with that? So, so what was what was Peter Barlow buying? Uh, I think he bought some slippers. Slippers? Slippers, yeah. Hmm. Perfectly legitimate. They sell slippers in TK Maxx. Are they comfortable on cobbles? Uh, they gave the impression they were indoor slippers. Right, okay. Not not for cobbles. Yeah, sometimes you have to run out onto the cobbles, don't you, when there's something going on like a murder or a tram crash or yeah, you know, something like that. They were, they were, they were quite they looked like quite furry warm slippers. Hmm. Um, so they were quite quite were there were many people were, were many people fussing him. No, no one particularly knew he was there. Well, yeah, no no one was just, it was just able to go about his business. Um but and to be fair, I didn't actually know it was him until he finished his transaction and was walking towards me, and then he could see him. Just to start with, I was just behind him in the queue. How so I could see was like the back of him, and how, I didn't didn't know it was him. And how sure are you that it is? It was Peter Barlow. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. It was definitely him. It's quite it's quite distinctive looking. I think he's sort of got. It's quite tall. He's got sort of like a slight. He's he also has quite some like quite big. Bags under his eyes, and I think he got sort of quite a distinct haircut and fairly longish sideburns. It was, it was definitely him. Mm. And it was also strange how it sounds. You know, sometimes you see people who are dressed sort of quite well, like they're sort of celebrities, so to speak. He sort of looked a bit like that, mm. like a decent pair of jeans on. Yeah, it was not the kind of bloke who just walked around in a red hooded top or anything like that. It was dressed smart. If if it was your your wife, if this is your wife's hoodie, then mm-hmm. do you know where she got it from? What is it? You know, for what, what is the purpose of the hoodie for her? Uh, yeah, I bought it. Oh, okay. Where did you buy it from then? Uh, TK Maxx so... in the Arndale Centre. <laughs> when you stood behind Peter. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think I bought it online. Okay. As invariably you do with a lot of shopping nowadays. Obviously, you've got to buy things that you want to wear as well because you often walk around in your wife's clothes. So, uh, yeah. 
mean, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's I do. It's just it's just nice when I can wear something that's slightly more respectable. But yeah, um... it's amazing. It means if I, I come back in the house and you know, she's wearing one of my jumpers, then it's fine. It's just like sort of cute. Yeah. She catches me wearing some of their clothes. We have to have a bit of a chat about it and all that sort of stuff, don't we? Did Did you have Double to? Standards. Did you have to ask to borrow the hoodie? Is that how things work in your house, or could you just sort of take it? Or do you, is it kind of one of those? jumpers that you kind of share anyway which a lot of people do because it's just quite a warm big jumper hoodie thing you just no, sort of share don't. it anyway without having to ask we don't we don't share clouds at all i, I, I don't wear any of my wife's clouds no. I, generally uh, don't. at least um, at least not on top yeah um <laughs> so i said yeah it'll, it'll match the uh, match the socks of yours um <laughs> no I, I just sort of said before that podcast i saw that i said actually can i wear that because then i can do a show and tell Particularly after Jimbo annoyed me the week before by saying, was that top your wife? And she said, yeah, it'll be a good idea, won't it? Um, so I said, yeah, it'll be right for me. A little confusing. Um, and as well, I bought it in the first place. So mm. I might as well I might as well be the one who, yeah. I, I don't feel like I have to ask for it because it was me that paid for it. All right. Sort of thing. You did say a couple of weeks ago that you'd, you'd sort of stumbled upon a couple more items as well to keep you going for a while. So this sort of l- leads me to think that it, it could be the first one and that you remember that you bought this particular jumper when you was with Peter Barlow. But then you said in the other story that you only remembered that because of, yeah. I, I can confirm that I've got at least four more show-and-tell items lined up as well as this. So was this, was this an, in either story, this was a, this was a, a sort of additional one that you've sort of brought forward then in a sense. It's jumped up the pecking order. Um, possibly, yeah. Hmm. It depends, doesn't it? Okay, um, I'm ready to make an answer. Yeah, go for an answer then. Uh, I reckon, okay. I reckon it is the one about it was your wife's hoodie. It's far too stylish for you. Um, far too fashionable for you to be wearing. I think uh, you tend to wear uh, ladies' garments, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's not no, frilly enough for me. Yeah, so I, no, I, I reckon it. I reckon it's, it, and I, and I think you did it. Yeah, you 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 sort of you set this up last week in order for me to, and, and also you've obviously seen how how much I noticed things because I didn't I didn't remember that at all. You were wearing that last week, so I'm gonna go with that one. It's it's Vic, it's your wife's. Yeah, do so you think I've I've pre-planned it just to annoy you? Yeah, um, just to get back at you for suggesting that I'd worn wife top previously, and you'd be right. Well done. stuff um yeah nice one enjoyed that That's for stuff. sure well moving forward well, thank you very much. uh yeah let's move on oh we do have a uh, advertisement by the way uh now uh yeah are we, are we ready to go for it we've got daryl back yeah here we go hello it's daryl and i'm working as a medical tester trying out all your new medical products before they reach the market and if you want me to test anything for you please get in touch I have the utmost respect for the medical profession after I walked into the doctors two weeks ago with a couple of sausages up my nose and the doctor was very quick to tell me that I hadn't been eating properly my recent course of medication has seen my voice transformed to sound a little bit like Fisher from the Waste of Web Space podcast that's definitely the medication and not the fact Fisher forgot to send the advert to Jimbo's brother to record I've tried a new high-potency Viagra, but I didn't swallow it fast enough and I ended up with a stiff neck. I have my doubts over one of the doctors. She was clearly trying to flirt with me, but she's lacked the basic knowledge of anatomy, because she said I had a cute angina. I've had to take some tablets to also stop a pain in my bottom. The doctor asked me whereabouts the pain was, and I said it was around the entrance to my bottom, to which the doctor replied it would hurt less if I considered it to be an exit and not an entrance point. I've also had to take some tablets because of my hearing. 
The doctor asked me to describe the symptoms to him, and I said they were a cartoon family based in Springfield. I've been helping a skin graft surgeon as well. He was taking some skin from my bottom and grafting it to my nipples, but he fell over mid-surgery. I should hardly be surprised, as he said he was an expert at going arse over tit. The same surgeon has also grown an artificial ear, and after it was made, he grafted it onto the upper part of my thigh to make sure it had sufficient blood flow, and in six weeks' time, it'll be transplanted onto another patient. Having an ear on my groin has massively reduced my sex life, but what there is of it sounds great. Can you still not see me, Fisher? I can't see you, no. Um, I've, I'm watching you on a time delay on Facebook Live. Oh, so brilliant, yeah. Hel- hello to Jimbo from about 20 seconds ago. Okay, well, uh, so I, I, did, I wish I'd known that you could see me 20 seconds ago, uh, a few seconds ago. Uh, apologies in advance, Fisher. So, anyway. Um, moving on then, uh, we've, we're going to talk news, aren't we? What's the matter? Uh, Yes, we are going to talk news. Um, so obviously, yes, just sticking two fingers up at me on the uh, on the time delay that I can see. Which is very off-putting, Jim. That's very, really very fair, is it? Um, um, so let's talk news. What's been happening? In the, I can't see the news now because it's on the screen that's now playing the video. So I don't know what's what's been in the news. What's been well, the we news? want to talk about the uh, Suez Canal, don't we? And the uh, boat that got trapped there, the cargo ship that got trapped there. And uh, has now been freed, and it's uh, it's on its way now. But it's going to apparently cause some issues because it's basically stopped cargo moving through to Europe for four days. And any that have kind of gone the other way, it takes longer anyway, doesn't it? So um, yeah, it, there's going to be. Is... It, it might. It sounds like there there could be some issues with that going forward. But they've got it free now, which is a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, um, the captain apparently crashed the boat and immediately requested a tug. Dirty bastard, <laughs> concentrated on uh, trying to free his boat as opposed to anything else, really, shouldn't he? Um, but yeah, it was stuck. I think it was, the estimated cost was about £7 billion a day in terms of the effect on global mm. trade. Well, I mean, I, I had a look earlier to see, you know, what actually is it going to affect? You know, what sort of things um, is is that are we going to have issues with? Uh, and, you know, there were things like, you know, IKEA, things like IKEA have things coming from a certain country into the UK from there and so on. Um, they've got time to make it on the boat, haven't they? So it's sort of already <laughs> made by time. And you don't have to assemble it yourself, I suppose. Um, and also, toilet rolls. Um, it's, it's just a good thing we're a nation of uh, non-panickers when it comes to toilet rolls, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> But they are away now, aren't they? Uh, yes, they've managed to get moved. Um, there was a massive sort of backing up and backlog of ships in the Suez Canal. Do you know where the ship was actually registered, by the way? It, Japan, The one that it? crashed. Not Japan. Uh no, not sure. Panama. Ah, oh, okay. Now, when I say Panama and shipping, what do you think of? Uh, Panama. I, I I don't think of anything in particular. I just think of the tax havens and stuff. Okay, so not not the Panama Canal, obviously. Oh right, okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to uh, say that, but then I I didn't want to say something that didn't exist. But I did think, okay. yeah. So should it have gone down that way instead? Joe was going to do about some kind of canal wars between the two nations that um. Uh, a ship from um, yeah, Panama has gone to a rival canal and tried to block it to ensure more people use the Panama Canal than the Suez Canal, which wouldn't really make much sense anyway, because obviously you're only going through that canal because it's like on the route, because uh, otherwise you've got to go down the bottom of uh, Africa around the Cape of Cape of Good Hope, yeah, along South Africa, mm-hmm. and then up 
Which takes about so, six days more, I think, doesn't it, with the look of it? Something like that. What interests me, and here's a quick question for you, Jimba. On the south side entrance of the Panama Canal, a ship that was an Egyptian oil tanker, an Egyptian crude oil tanker, was waiting to go in the Panama Canal. It's been waiting there for about four or five days. What was that ship called? Is it A, Chris, or B, James? All right, okay. Ooh, um, I think I'm going to have to go with my own name, aren't I? I'm going to say James. You're wrong, it's Chris. All oh, right, okay. So what was that? What was it waiting for? I just to go to Panama Canal, but obviously you can't go on it because it's it was stuck uh, because the yeah there was a bottleneck caused by the ship sort of tilting and uh, getting stuck sideways. Okay, so what? So that you mean the Suez Canal then? Oh, sorry, the Suez Canal. Yes, sorry. Oh. Did I okay. say Panama Canal? You did. All oh, right, sorry, do apologise. Those canals don't connect in any way, do they? No, They're they completely are different like, places. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Panama has a nice dress. Uh, other news: Boris Johnson's used his first time in his briefing, new briefing room, only the uh, two million pound briefing room, whatever it costs, probably more than that. Uh, I think they used yeah. it. Was it tonight? I didn't watch it myself, but uh, apparently <sighs> they've. Uh, yeah, apparently they've used it. Um, but you know, that said, Boris Johnson's also taken time out to tell everybody that uh, we've all enjoyed a good day off. Over all those people working from home, have all enjoyed a good day off because of COVID. You know, we, yeah. haven't, we haven't been uh, sat on our computers day after day, working from mm. home and, you know, all that sort of stuff. We've just, we've just been having a day off, apparently. Yeah, that's nice of you to say that, mm. isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah thanks. Thank you. I'm glad we're all in it together and all supporting the nation. Yeah. When it comes to that, he decides to say we're all sat down doing absolutely nothing. And I, 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 frustrating. I, I was fuming when I was sat in the garden having a pint when I heard that on the radio. <laughs> Um, I, yeah. ran, I ran straight. I ran straight inside, got on my laptop, and told all the people at work what what he said. Now we're joking, of course. But yeah, it's just another constant. Like, does, is he is he just trying to be the worst possible prime minister we can possibly have? Upset as many people as possible. He's. I mean, he's also been in. I, I don't want to talk about it too much. Cause in all honesty, I don't know a great deal about it. But I think he's under a little bit of scrutiny at the minute, as well as to how much he spent on a. Uh, on on a what was an acquaintance that he had over a couple of years. I think that's sort of been in the news recently as well. I don't know if you've seen that. Is this to do with the American um, American businesswoman who he had an affair, who allegedly he had an affair with? <laughs> yes. Um, so I think she was a. Uh, did she know quite a lot about technology? And obviously, I think Boris Johnson went round to her flat on a number of occasions, and she told him how to change software into hardware and various other bits and bobs, mm. and. It was alleged that he gave her a kiss on the street, not a euphemism. And in spite of the fact people were watching, um, <laughs> he said, this was when he was mayor of London, he said, this is London, it's my city, I can do whatever I want, and decided to kiss someone. It also said that the first time they made love was shortly before he should have been attending the opening ceremony of the Paralympics. And he'd got sort of his all his official mayor of London kit, including like his lanyard when he turned up at her flat. And after it, he lost his sock, apparently. So um, he went he to the to, he, he went to, to the event with minus one sock. No, no, he he found his sock. Obviously, it would, would be a bit of a difficult one to explain away, really, wouldn't it? That you just lost your sock um, <laughs> in the general course of travelling from your house to. It would be. It would be. It would be, and people's thought processes would go. You've, you've lost. You've lost a sock. It's Boris. Oh, it's Boris Johnson. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps he said, "I tell you what." Has he been up to something? Because he's turned up and he's got two socks on. That just doesn't sound like Boris. I mean, what's wrong with him? Mm. Has someone else dressed him today? Therefore, he can't have been at home with his wife like he would be normally. From um, from one political party leader to another, Alex Salmond. Alex Salmond, yeah. 
uh, he set up his own political party, I believe, called ALBA, uh, which apparently took everyone by surprise, um, <laughs> including Nicola Sturgeon, even though apparently he told her a few days beforehand. <laughs> um, Very good. Which, yeah, sorry. Which is a, a slight joke towards. Um, I don't quite. I don't quite know exactly what's happened with the um, sort of Nicola Sturgeon appearing in front of the um, member of Scottish Parliament's um, disciplinary committee, if you like, to find out whether or not uh, she broke the ministerial code. I think one person said something, and then someone else said something else, well, and there's a bit of a disagreement as to who said what. And... Well, at one minute she was very guilty, and the next minute she's done nothing wrong. Yeah, from, and that's just from skimming the news stories. I mean, I've not read it in detail myself, so there's nothing I can really say. But it seemed like one week she was very guilty of doing something, and then the next thing she hasn't done anything at all. But anyway, I mean, if you ask me, this thing with uh, salmon and sturgeon sounds very fishy. <laughs> uh, should we move on? <laughs> Let's move on. So you've got some uh, an, another quiz for me. Maybe I'll do better at this one than I did at the uh, Disc Customer Service quiz. Uh, Fisher, you've got some yep. ignoble questions again. I have, yes, again. I'm, I, 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 I'll be honest, Jim, but I've never thought I'd say this, but I do actually quite miss not seeing your face. Um, <laughs> you know, such, things, such things do happen. Things surprise you in life, I suppose. Uh, so I've got the Ig Noble Awards from 2014. I've just put uh, loads of girls' clothes on now so that you can't say anything to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got the Ig Noble Awards 2014. Uh, if you're not familiar with this particular awards genre, if that's right, or the awards ceremony, um, it's sort of the opposite of the Nobel Prizes, where Nobel Prizes are awarded to people who do great things. The Ig Noble Awards are generally given out to people who do stupid things. So there's 10 questions, 10 categories. Um, I've not given the names of the people who do it just to try and make sure I don't throw you off the sense because I know there's a couple of times where it's been a little bit confusing as to who's won and the name of the person who's kind of done it. It kind of leads into a bit of about what the actual um, what the actual prize is and kind of what they're going to win for it or, or kind of yeah. If it's someone with an Italian name, it's more likely that sort of do pasta as opposed to some of the meatballs or whatever. If that makes sense. Okay. So uh, the first award is for Arctic science. So. The award was given to some scientists who did what? Was it for testing whether penguins like to watch people fish? Or for testing how reindeer reacted when seeing humans who were disguised as polar bears? So penguins watching people fish and how they react to that? Yeah. Or how... Or uh, how reindeer reacted to seeing humans dressed as polar bears? Well, yeah, because... <laughs> Do reindeers generally ever have any interaction with polar bears anyway? Um, well, I don't know. Um, reindeers live at the North Pole, I think. Do polar bears live at the North Pole? Do they? Well, I believe. Polar, yeah. polar's the clue. Uh, I don't, yeah, but I, th- I, think, I, think, I think reindeers live at the North Pole with, with Santa Fisher. Not, yeah. I don't think they officially live at the North Pole, do they? Or do they? Maybe they do. Well, I think polar bears tend to be more nor- northern than penguins mm. south. I mean, I think in, when you watch sort of some of these things on on TV, it's always the case that you've got polar bears and penguins next to each other. But in, in practice, they never actually see each other in real life. Do they? Mm. They're completely the opposite ends of the earth. Mm. Okay. So, so uh, sorry for ruining that for everyone. What? What? Uh, what? So, so people fishing and what penguins might make of that if they 
Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to trying to find any logic in any of them, and I can't. And that's the whole point in the Ignoble Awards. So, I'm going to say that it's the it's the polar bears ones with people humans dressed as polar bears, and what okay. reindeer reacted like to that. And you'll be right. Well done. How did they react? Oh, I don't know. I, I never bothered actually find out what happened in the end. Probably just thought that. Probably thought that's somebody dressed as a polar bear. Presume so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, next up, art. What won the Nobel Ig Nobel Prize for art? Is it for testing whether people could tell the difference between a piece of modern abstract art and a piece of sh- and a sheet of plywood splattered with bird poop, or for measuring the relevant pain suffered from people uh, when looking at an ugly painting rather than a pretty painting, <laughs> whilst also being shot with a powerful laser beam? <laughs> the first one was about spotting art that was basically bird poo. Yeah. Well, see, I reckon if you've made one of them up, it could be that one, and you could have based it on the uh, on the, the uh, one foot in the grave episode. I think it's one foot in the grave where uh, he thinks he's got a piece of art, and it's not. It's just a oh, it's just a it's just a, a is it like a roof tile covered in bird poo or something like that, isn't it? Uh, uh, I think that was the bottom of the birdcage has been disassembled. Yeah, and they've like left it stood up, and yeah, mm. so it could be that. Uh, you, and you could have made that one up, I think. Or the other one was... Remember what the other one was? Uh, the other one was measuring the relevant pain suffered by people while looking at an ugly painting rather than a pretty painting. While being shot with a laser. Shot being la- while being shot with a laser beam. Yeah, I've, I'm going to say it's the second one then. Okay. And you'll be correct. Well done. Is that where you got your idea for uh, the first one? Am I, am I spot on with that? Uh, you'd also be correct on that one as well. So <laughs> I yeah. It was just sort of, I happened upon that a couple of days ago, um, and it's probably one of my favourite episodes of One Foot in the Grave. Where <laughs> not only that, I think he gets some tomato ketchup on it as well, and he gives it as a painting to Patrick, as he called his next door neighbour, played by Angus, Angus Deaton. Deaton. Yeah, yeah, and Victor Melder thinks he's been a brilliant neighbour in doing this, and to which Patrick says, "I mean, what do you mean? I mean, how do you describe it? I mean, it's excrements. I mean, what on earth compels you to give me this as a present?" <laughs> <laughs> one of the delightful things about that particular program is that Angus Deaton's character seems to find Victor Meldrew doing the stupidest possible things yeah, on like every occasion. Hoovering his carpet and stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. cutting lawnmower his carpet, weren't it, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and various other things. So, question three uh, biology. Um, what was. What, what task won the award for biology? Is it for studying whether cows are more, in, more inclined to have sexual intercourse when the weather is warm? Or. For studying that when dogs urinate and defecate, they prefer to align their body in line with the sun, with the Earth's north and south magnetic fields. <laughs> well, the, the cow one, they do. Uh, apparently, the reason. Well, I don't know if this is true or not, but um, they lay down, don't they, when you when they're expecting it to rain? Um, that would yeah, kind of be the opposite theory from what you're suggesting. They sort of lay down. I'm ready for it. Uh, although cows, yeah. I don't think they lay down for. Uh, I don't think they're intermissionary, are they? Uh, but anyway, uh, they lay down. To, but what is the reason for them laying down when it's going to rain? Some people suggest that it's because they want to keep the grass underneath dry because they like eating dry grass rather than wet grass. I'm not sure that's true, though, is it? No. Probably not, no. Um, could be an ignoble award for me there. Uh, or yeah. is it... Um, they don't like to do yeah. their business whilst aligning with the... North and... North, magnetic north yeah. and south pole. Yeah, I, I think it's the second one. And you'll be correct. Well done. Question 
three, economics. What won the award for question economics? Question three? Oh, sorry, question four, sorry. I do apologise. Question four. It's a bit bad, isn't it, doing the economics one. I can't even count four. Um, question four, economics. If, um, what won and why in the economics um, area? Is it the Italian government uh, for including revenue from illegal drug sales and prostitution in their gross domestic product reporting? Or is it the Russian government for giving tax breaks to anyone working for a state-sponsored cyber attack company? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, the this 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 it, it, the second one would certainly be believable. I think. The, I mean, both sorts of would be. What was who was the first government? Uh, Italian. Ah. Okay, <laughs> was Silvio Berlusconi uh, in <laughs> at the head of that government? By the way, 2014 would have been. I think I think he might have finished by then. All right, okay. Um, might, have, might have taken a bit of time off, so might have, might have retired gracefully. Mm. Right, um, I'm I'm going to say the second one. Russian government, uh, you'll be wrong. That was the Italian government. So I don't quite know whether Silvio was involved in that one or not. Uh, next up, medicine. Uh, do you think it's the Russian state-sponsored cyber attackers who got rid of you from this call, so I can't see you anymore? Possibly. Uh, so next up, medicine. Um, what won the award for medicine? Was it some people who did work on seeing whether an operation was undertaken more quickly if the operation instructions drawn on the patient was done in a red pen, or that for treating uncontrollable nosebleeds, an effective method was to pack a person's nose with strips of cured meat. All right, okay. Uh, it's probably not ideal if you're a vegetarian, is it? <laughs> well, I'm just going to... I've got this nosebleed. Uh, we're just going to stuff some meat up there. I'm a vegetarian. Mm. Mm-hmm. How so are right, you we'll corn? Some, we'll put some tofu up there instead. That's <laughs> stick, won't it? Um, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, they could have flavoured it, couldn't they, before they stuck it up there? A bit of uh, mint, yeah. Yeah. parsley, whatever, mustard, horseradish. Who knows? Uh, or the the first one was I've got a terrible memory. An, an operation was undertaken oh, more quickly. Red pen. The operation instructions written on red pen. The patients. So I think they're, they're right. They're right. Yeah. On a patient, like what they're trying to do. Yeah. 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 I, I, let's go with the red pen. I think. Okay. And you'll be wrong, unfortunately. Hmm. You've probably got three out of five, by the way. I'm keeping score today for you, Jim. I've got three out of five at the moment. <laughs> so, um, you started off well, but you're on, a, you're on a losing streak at the moment. So, question six, neuroscience. Uh, what's one of the neuroscience? Is it trying to understand what happens in the brains of people when they see the face of Jesus on a piece of toast? <laughs> or for looking at whether left-handed people have heavier brains than right-handed people? Mm. Uh, heavier brains, you're saying? Heavier. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot a, a lot of studies done into uh, like left-handed and right-handed people, and why that's the case, and why we have preferences and and stuff like that. Um, and the toast thing, yeah, there's a there's a lot of strange people who say they've seen this in in that, or you know, uh, it might not just be toast; it could be anything. There's a stain on the ceiling; it looks a bit like Holy Mary or whatever. Um, but I think you made that one up, so I'm going to go with the second one, and it's uh, yeah. The um, left and right under people and how heavy their brains are. Yeah. Uh, you'd be wrong, unfortunately. Oh. So you got three, your half marks, three out of six at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, apparently they did a, a study to work out what happens to people when they see the face of Jesus on a piece of toast. 
Have you ever felt that you've seen sort of Jesus or anything like that, or anything particularly strange on an object? Sometimes I look up at the clouds and I think uh, they might be a particular shape. But I think I think when you get something in the ma- in your mind and it looks more like it than it actually does. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like your, no, your brain applies it to it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's available for anyone to see as well. If you've got it on a piece of toast or on a, mm. on a not in a piece of wood or something like that, then it's a bit more specific to you, I suppose, Some you've got it. Mm. But there we go. So, nutrition. What will the award for nutrition? Is it a, is, is it, it, is it a, 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 a Jesus on a slice of toast? <laughs> Did you say cheeses then? Je- Jesus. Jesus. Oh, right, okay. Sorry. Would have been better if you said Jesus on a yeah. slice of toast. But never mind. Uh, so anyway, what will it for nutrition? Was it... Uh, a study called the characterization of lactic acid bacteria isolated from infant feces as a potential probiotic starter uh, of cultures for fermented sausages. Or was it for the study titled, Does Having a Large Amount of Iron in Your Diet Make You Attracted to a Magnet? Never tried eating an iron. It uh, never, never appealed to me. It's a good thing to... Get quite hot. Yeah. Good thing to you could spread with it quite nicely though if you want to like spread something onto it and then eat it after. Uh, toasted sandwiches with yeah. an iron, maybe. Yeah, good idea. Um, the f- you're gonna have to explain the first one to me again because that 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 just went completely over my head. Uh, basically, people did a study to do with uh, bacteria and um, how it can affect sausages. And one of them was feces. Uh, yeah, characterization of lactic acid bacteria isolated from infant feces. And a potential probiotic starter culture for fermented sausages. Hmm. Well, I think it's difficult to have made that one up, so let's let's say that one. Yeah, of course you're right. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Too many words for it to Too many long words for me to make that up. Next up. It either that or you'd or you'd had those uh, feces fermented <laughs> sausages for your tea and you just thought you'd throw that one in. Yeah. Um I, I have not had some lovely fish chips mushy peas um made by my wife this evening, which was very nice. So next up, physics. Uh, what won the award for physics? Was it for testing how aerodynamically faster bold men are at sprinting compared to men with a full head of hair? Or for measuring the amount of friction between a shoe of banana skin when a person slept, steps on a banana skin that's on the floor? <laughs> oh, this question is a potential banana skin. Um, did did he did, did this person take the banana skin back and ask for it to be tested by... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> special department at a shop or something like that if we were listening yeah. earlier to our Disc Customer Service quiz with John Murray. Um, yeah. So, or was it the first one, which was, remind me again, well, I've got terrible memory, I can't remember. Well, maybe maybe if you can take some medication that Daryl's been taking, Jimbo, um, that might help you out with your memory. Um, so, was, the first one was testing how aerodynamically faster Bold men are uh, sprinting yeah. compared to men with a full head of hair. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm trying to think of uh, the people I know who don't have much hair and uh, how fast we are in comparison to those that do have hair. Uh, and I wouldn't say there's anything in it. So yeah, I'm going to say it's the it's 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 the, it's the one with the hair this time. It's the one with the hair. It, it's it's the test with bold men or hair and who's fastest and all that. Okay. Uh, so you would be incorrect. Yeah, so it was a banana skin for you. Um, mm. Yeah, whole point is uh, someone tested the friction between a shoe and a banana skin when you <laughs> walk across a, uh, an actual banana skin. By the sounds of it. So next up, question nine. You're on. You're on four out. Four out of eight. You're on half marks. 
you get these last two right and you've got above half marks. So you're technically speaking doing better than, you know, a monkey with a calculator kind of thing. <laughs> so next up, psychology. Um, what was the world for psychology? Was it for investigating how many directions to a location people can understand before they lose interest in the instructions being given? Or for amassing evidence that people who habitually stay up late, on average, are more of a psychopath than people who get up early in the morning? So he was explaining the first one, and I completely lost interest. And uh, <laughs> now, um, now I did actually listen to that one properly. Uh, so it's it's how quickly people switch off, basically, depending on how long the instructions are, and just the attention, yeah. analyzing the attention span of people listening to directions and stuff like that. Um, yeah, because yeah, you do, don't you? Like you know, everyone does that. If you if you stop by the the village idiot who gives you loads of instructions to mm. get somewhere and, and they just keep, you know, reeling them off. You just sort of, oh, let's, let's just follow the first few and then ask somebody yeah. else. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's straight up the road and go, right, it's fine. Straight up the road, take your second right, third left. Yeah. And then over the roundabout, left the fourth road, you just have no chance. This is why I don't get on with sat-navs because I just stop listening mm-hmm. to them after a while as well. <laughs> um, or the second one, which I have again um, forgot, of course because I can't retain information at the minute. Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you only have to... T- just, just, too you could, yeah, you could just give me one... What What was... Give me the topic, and I'll remember what it was. Uh, staying up late. Or oh, going, or psychopaths, staying yeah. Staying up early. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I reckon it's the psychopath one, I think. Psychopath? Mm. You'll be correct. Well done. Yeah. This is too late for psychopaths like me. I've I've got yeah. I, you know my mind's not on what questions you're asking it's 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 about who I'm going to go out and uh, yeah. do over next. Yeah, thinking about other things. Mm. Um, well, unfortunately, you've got to wait for lockdown to finish first, Jim Bowen. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so next up, final question: public health. So, what won the award for public health? Is it for investigating whether it is mentally hazardous for a human being to own a cat, <laughs> or for assessing? The actual positive impact of the disinfectant cubes that are in public lavatories. The disinfectant cubes? Cubes. Cubes. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, you mean the urinal cakes, they call them? U- urinal cakes? I've heard them called urinal oh, cakes, but yeah. You, the, yeah, they call urinal. I think they get called cakes, don't they? That are in the urinal. Like a, it's like a bath bomb, almost. But yeah. uh, well, you, you want to put them in your bath. Nothing like a bath bomb. Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you sort of. You intentionally try and wee on base it, I think, isn't mm. it? it? It's definitely hazardous having a cat to your mental uh, mental health, is that what it was sort of suggesting? Um, yeah, yeah. Because they sort of whine at you, don't they, a lot? And, they, you know, they, they just moan at you all the time and bother you a lot, especially when they get older. Um, like, if they, you know, they, if they, you feed them and then they, they, they forget that they were fed and then they want feeding straight away, straight after. So they're just constantly no. around your feet. My, my, my cat doesn't forget she's been fed. She knows she's been fed full well. And How old's your cat? Food all the time. Uh, about 11, I think. Like that. 11, oh, yeah. 12. See, mine's 17, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think I'm going to go with the first one. Whether it's hazardous... Based on experience, yeah. Hold a, hold a cat. Uh, well, based on your experience, you are correct. Well done. Oh, so I did all right in the end. Six, yeah, well, six, six, six out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah, pulled it round in the end. I'd like to have done better. But anyway, thanks for that, Fisher. You still can't see me, can you? I still can't see you, unfortunately. Um, but thank you very much, Jim. It's been a pleasure 
to podcast alongside. I mean, just think, just just under a year ago, we were sat next to each other, or just over a year ago, so we were sat next to each other podcasting, and now we're doing it remotely. And not only that, but also we can't see each other. Or I, can't <laughs> I see can you. see you. <laughs> Once again, thanks to John, who joined us earlier on from the Just Customer Service podcast. This is out uh, every Monday. They're on episode three at the minute, so you've got some catching up to do if you enjoyed that. Um, I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Fisher. Uh, and you can find us in all the usual places, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. That's as sort of addresses to contact us. But, uh, yeah, if there's anything you want to get in touch about, uh, you want us to do a quiz about something or feature about something in particular, maybe you've got a show and tell uh, item that could feature in the episode uh, we're happy to take ideas for things like that as well uh, but thank you very much for listening yeah thank you very much uh, we'll see you next time Jimbo hopefully I'll see you next time as well <laughs> and uh, thank you very much from what episode 95 so we're, we're getting close towards that 100 um, you can't, John, John three episodes and John gets to appear on our podcast honestly I mean, and also Half hour episode, Jimbo. That's never going to hold, is it? Well, it's, it's just at least about an hour and a half, hasn't it? It's just that I thought, you know, we need to start looking at. Uh, we're getting to episode 100. Might need to change up the light, the waste of web space lineup slightly. So, yeah, scouting out potential replacements. A decent audition from John. Fingers crossed, I'll get the full gig at some point. Who knows? <laughs> so, thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.